Welcome to Dog Talk and Kitties 2. This episode is one part of my hour-long NPR show heard every Sunday on WLIW-FM 88.3, the only NPR station on Long Island, where it has broadcast continuously for 14 years. I'm Tracy Hotchner. I wrote the Dog Bible, Everything Your Dog Wants You to Know, as well as the Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know, because I care about people who care about cats, dogs, and other creatures who share our planet. I'm also the founder and director of the New York Dog Film Festival and the New York Cat Film Festival, which travel America and Canada supporting local animal welfare groups. I could not bring you this show without the support of Dr. Elsie's, the privately owned litter and cat food company founded by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian who's created a variety of litters to please any cat, as well as inventing clean protein cat foods based on the protein found in cats' natural prey. This show is also made possible with the generous sponsorship of Waruva, the Foreman family-owned pet food company named after their rescued kitties, Webster, Rudy, and Vanessa, where all their recipes in cans and pouches are human edible because they're made in a human food facility. Carol founded and runs Guardian Angels Medical Service Dogs in Florida, where they breed, raise, and train companion working dogs for people who need them, specifically trained for them, and by the way, at no charge to the people who get them. However, she's gone a step further. This was not enough to breed these dogs, to raise them from birth and raise them all the way through, not sent out to puppy raisers or puppy minders. Hundreds of these dogs placed with people whose lives have been greatly enhanced by them. Now she's built her own medical facility so that she has even more of a level of excellence. Carol, I'm so excited about this medical facility named for you that also will help your community as well as all the dogs that you breed and place with people. It's kind of extraordinary to me. It's sort of like guide dogs for the blind suddenly having a vet clinic. I mean, and you're and you're so much smaller than that because you are so dedicated to these service dogs and you're a younger organization. How did you have this vision that you needed your own medical facility with your own fantastic vet? I mean, you had good vets in your area. They were taking good care of your dogs. What was it that motivated you to pour the, a kind of devotion and passion and money and time into building your own vet clinic? Well, it's kind of a multitude of things, Tracy. You know, we, I, I have always said every dog born into my hands, we are responsible for, for life. And I like to make sure that we have everything covered that we possibly can. And through their training, their care, their veterinary care, and even once they're paired with their disabled recipient, we want to make sure that they have all of their needs covered as well. So for some time, we have had a veterinary care department where I had very highly qualified technicians that were available 24-7 to answer questions or talk to their veterinarian if they needed to see their vet, because remember, we're nationwide, right. so we have teams all over the country. But I said, you know, this just isn't enough. Uh, it would be nice to have a vet right here because we average anywhere from 50 to 100 dogs at various levels of training right on site on our campus at any given time. 
And so that means monthly preventatives and stool checks and vaccines and, you know, there's just a plethora of things, um, including spay-neuters, which, of course, we always had to go out. And at the cost of what it takes, you know, in today's inflationary world, um, these things are very, very expensive for a nonprofit. But one place I have never, ever cut expenses is the care of our dogs. I will never... Um, feed a cheap diet. I will never, right. you know, make a, a medical decision that isn't 100% the best thing for that dog. So I said, you know, as much as we pay in medical bills every year, it seems to make sense to me. Why don't we open our own nonprofit teaching hospital? And that way, I will have a veterinarian right here on staff that is overseeing our 60 to 100 dogs on a daily basis, taking care of their needs. We can start doing our own spay-neuters. We can do everything we need to do right here. Not only that, we are teaching our dogs how to properly behave in a veterinary hospital setting because it's kind of scary sometimes. Right, right. Um, So they are learning how to behave. In fact, I have a great story. We had um, a visiting doctor come and was going to examine a couple of our dogs. And um, he said to our veterinarian, he said, um, well, should we sedate these dogs now? He said, because I'm getting ready to do my exam. And she said, what are you talking about? He said, well, they're German Shepherds. (gasps) And because a lot of veterinarians do not want German Shepherds in their practice. And she said, oh, no. She said, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. She said, I think you should um, examine them without any sedation. And he was blown away by how well-behaved they were, how cooperative they were. And, you know, it's because we have the ability now to expose them to the hospital on a regular basis, to be, you know, examined, poked and prodded, all the things that have to be done, you know, drawing blood, taking fecal samples, all of these things. They're very accustomed to it without frightening them. And so I have to tell you, I am just super, super excited, you know, over 50 years ago, I'm not going to tell you how old I really am. Um, <laughs> and I've met you in person. You are definitely yeah. Dorian Gray. This woman looks so, incredible. Well, thank you. But, you know, in the years when I was growing up, there weren't all the child labor laws and so forth that there are today. So I actually went to work for our home vet, hometown veterinarian when I was 13, uh, part-time outside of school and so so forth, of course. Worked for them for four years. Got a tremendous education on the job. Always loved it. Always thought I would actually go to vet school, but you know, life always takes you different twists and turns unexpectedly. So I can't tell you how thrilled I am today to have our first hospital because I intend for this to become a chain of hospitals eventually. So right now, we're still doing, you know, it's still very elementary, it's still brand new. We're still actually still getting in some of our equipment. It's taking a long time. Uh, But Once we have everything in place, not only are we taking care of our own dogs, but then we can see our own teams. Uh, We can see our employees' dogs. We can see the community's dogs. And we can do it at discounted rates because we will, since we are a teaching nonprofit hospital, we're also planning to have courses where we can teach people that want to become licensed veterinary technicians, uh, nationally accredited veterinary assistants. We want to get into specialty fields as well. 
maybe acupuncture, maybe emergency medicine. Um, you know, there's all kinds of specialties just like there are for people. And so we would like to eventually teach all of those courses uh, utilizing our own hospital and um, all of the, the animals that we already have uh, available to us. So we're very excited. This is just scratching the surface of where I would like to see this go. First and foremost, of course, it is to support our mission and to support our own dogs from birth until they pass over that rainbow, um, rainbow bridge. But in between, we are going to be able to give them stellar care, everyone. This is really extraordinary. The only nonprofit teaching hospital, veterinary hospital in the United States, is the Animal Medical Center in New York and has always prided itself on those words, nonprofit teaching hospital. Every other veterinary clinic and even veterinary schools are for profit. And I will Mm -hmm. say that in the modern world, there is a disturbing but possibly economically necessary trend for several large chains to be buying up individual vet clinics Mm -hmm. and then running them according to corporate needs for profit. They are not right. just for-profit, they're really for-profit. Yeah. So the vets are given a list of the things that they cannot do or should do that generate profit, that are more, let's say, efficient of time. I haven't read these tracts, but I, I certainly know a number of vets who had their own practices, which is economically challenging. It's difficult. As mm-hmm. I always say to people, please do not gripe about what you're paying your vet. It, it's, they're barely breaking even. It's a really, really costly business to be in. But those vets who I've said, well, what about letting, it doesn't matter what the names of these groups are, but people sort of get the idea, their national branding of individual vet clinics. And they said, I'd I'd sooner hang up my stethoscope and not be a vet anymore. I can't have corporate America telling me on, you know, in terms of the economics, how to take care of the animals. And so to have a nonprofit teaching hospital that is about service animals and then to have the the dream, which I didn't even know you had, to have other ones across the country so that you, that you can train and inspire people who maybe couldn't afford to go to vet school or it was too demanding for them educationally, but they really wanted to be in the field to let them mm-hmm. become certified vet techs or veterinary assistance will be of great value to the veterinary community because everybody is, is crying for more of such helpers. There, you That's can't right. run a vet clinic without them. And also there's so many people who adore animals and haven't found the career path that would let them be with animals and for animals in a way that felt right to them or that was possible for them. And you're making this within reach of many, many people both the veterinary care at that level, but also as a career. I think it's it's an extraordinary mission to have when you're, so, luckily you're such a young woman and you have the whole rest of your life ahead of you. So this is a great plan to have for the future, Carol. Oh, you're so funny. <laughs> I, I tell people I'm going to live until I'm 500. You have and to. All the people that work for me that are much, much younger, they all say, oh, well, we're sure we'll be retiring before you ever do. Someday we're going to look over and there's just going to be a skeleton with cobwebs in front of the computer. <laughs> That'll be you. <laughs> well, you know, nobody could do it better because you do it for all the right reasons. You are 
at, at heart an educator. You really want to teach people. You have the courses that veterans take. I mean, talk about that for a minute because it's very interesting, the college courses you have in dog training. Yes. Um, I was fortunate enough to um, – my board hammered me until I put all of my experience, years of experience of dog training on paper – Little did I know that was going to turn into a college-accredited, VA-approved uh, training course. And so now we do have a paid apprenticeship for people who would like to take dog training to the highest level, which is service dog training. And we teach two different courses, uh, one that's comprehensive about dog training in general, and then if they do well on that uh, course, then they can move up to the medical training course. You have to do the first one before you do the second one. And um, it's really in-depth, very comprehensive, teaches you everything you ever wanted to know, didn't even know you didn't know about dogs, uh, the history of dogs, the breeds yes. of dogs, the whys, the what fors, the medical part. I mean, there's nothing we leave out of this course. And um, because to truly be a trainer that understands your dogs, it's not enough to just put a leash in your hand, teach them how to heal and sit. Uh, so it's much deeper than that. And that is my goal is for people to understand and respect dogs and what they offer to our world, um, the partner that they can be with us. Uh, but we all too long have expected a dog to come up to our level instead of understanding how they think and what their processes are. So I'm very big on all, all aspects of helping people to understand how to be a better dog owner, better yes. pet owner. Yes. Yeah. And, and therefore so. a better person. Because in, the, in yes. the end, what you have to do is step outside of your own ego and your own shoes and put yourself sympathetically, empathetically into the dog's position or brain or mind or mindset. It's wonderful what you do. I mean, Guardian Angels Medical Service Dogs are incredible ambassadors in the world. Yet again, the other day, I have to tell you, I saw someone with one of those fake service dog uh, vests on uh, his dog, and he was just out in a park where we were at a pickleball tournament. People don't do that, okay? It's really disrespectful. It's as if you were, had, you know, I don't know, I'm a veteran license plates, and you, you never served a day in your life. You can't call a dog a service dog unless it's doing no. a trained service for someone, and they need that service, and it's not to be your pal. So it's great that we all have dogs who are our pals, but the dogs who are genuine service dogs are extraordinary creatures, and they're the creme de la creme of dogs. And Carol breeds them and raises them and trains them, and those who don't work perfectly as a medical service dog they get some other pretty cool careers out of it, too. So I, I just want to say that this hospital, which has your name on it, is an incredible contribution to the American landscape of dog care and veterinary care because people in your community can come and get high-quality medical care and not empty their bank account. And they can get spay-neuter, which we hope, especially with large breed dogs, you will delay it, please. Be a responsible owner. Don't let your dog breed. But please wait until a year. That's really the best thing for them physically and emotionally. And then you could get them spayed and neutered by wonderful Dr. Rogers at the gorgeous Borden Medical Center. So there's, there's really good things in your community in Florida. And thank you for your dream of sharing it in other places in America. We, we need more people like you who have vision and make it come true. Well, thank you, Tracy. Thank you for allowing us to talk about that today because it, it definitely was um, 
a great step in all the things I've done in my life. I, I'm super excited about this. So you should be. Hats off to you and lucky dogs in your neighborhood is all I can say. And certainly under your umbrella of care. Thanks for listening. There are a few more very special companies that make this show possible, and I hope you will support their support of my mission to entertain and educate. Merrick Pet Care, which began as a family-run company in Texas 30 years ago, is still making natural pet food I feed my own dogs. They also provide nutrition to pet shelters in Chicago and Texas and free food for the service dogs for veterans from Canines for Warriors. Cradle which makes CBD calming products to reduce stress for dogs using broad-spectrum CBD from U.S.-grown hemp formulated with a proprietary blend of nutraceutical ingredients. My Wanda Weimaraner couldn't get through thunderstorms without their cradle melts. Earth Animal, which is privately owned by Dr. Bob and Susan Goldstein, creates holistic pet wellness products with an emphasis on their stewardship of the Pet Sustainability Coalition and makes innovative foods like the hybrid dog food Wisdom, which sometimes is all that Maisie Hotchner will eat. Evermore Pet Food, which is privately owned by two extraordinary women who cook dog food from the most pristine human edible ingredients and ship it to your door in frozen pouches. It's higher quality and more ethically sourced than my own food. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this shorter version of Dog Talk and Kitties Too, and we'll listen to other episodes sometime soon. <laughs>